Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Rachel Joy, joining us all the way from Canada. And she is definitely a woman on the mission. And you already know me, of course, Miss Genesis Lamars Kemp, the founder and host. But let me tell you more about my guest, Rachel. Rachel is a board certified trainer and master practitioner in NLP, which is Neuralink linguistics programming, EFT, T-I-M-E techniques, clinical hypnotherapy, and life and success coaching, along with a background in health coaching, personal training, and addiction counseling. Rachel takes a unique approach to generate freedom in her clients' lives. While she focuses on online marketing and business strategy, she stresses the importance of the mind-body connection and that being the foundation for anything you want to create in life and business. Rachel has been featured in media such as the CW Network, Thrive Global, and top podcasts, Earn Your Happy by Lori Harder, with over 37 million downloads. She is a powerful facilitator of transformational change and certifies and guides other women to do the same through her signature program, Transcend Academy, an immersive accredited certification program designed with high level support of a business mastermind and the immersive experience of a spiritual retreat. She is extremely passionate about helping women claim their power to become unstoppable in pursuit of their dreams. Visit Rachel on Instagram at the Rachel Joy one or online at the But without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Rachel Joy. Hi, thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful introduction. My pleasure, Rachel. And I'm just super, super excited to learn from you today and just bring your expertise into the community. But before we dive into your work in NLP, mindset, and just really helping people bring their dreams into reality, I want to give the audience a chance to get to know you in a fun and personal way. And I'm sure you've done your homework, so you kind of know what's coming next. So there are two options. We could do a break the ice up up front or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's go for rapid fire. Let's see what comes up. (laughs) We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Rachel. Question number one. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Ooh, it really depends on the season of life I'm in. I'm going to say water with coffee being a close second. Number two, dream car, dream home, or if you're like me, both. I was going to say, can I have both? It's definitely both. Question three, if you could invent anything, what would it be? I could invent anything. What would it be? 
some type of, I guess I've already invented that. I was going to say some type of mechanism that can give people the, the power to like have personal freedom, but that's what I do. So it's already been invented, but putting that in the hands of more people and making it more accessible or simpler in some way, that'd be pretty cool. Awesome sauce. Question four. What is your music genre choice to get you pumped up and vibing? Uh, any type of EDM or dance beats. Okay. Question five, favorite food? Hair food, sushi. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you have a favorite sushi roll? Yeah, I'm tempura. You got to go for that classic deep fried sweet deliciousness. <laughs> Yummy. And then I can actually eat being pregos. Yes, exactly. I actually don't even eat any raw fish anymore, just veggie sushi because of pregnancy. And then I just kept it that way. Amazing. Six, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Two moments came to mind. The one I'm going to go with is the day I met my son, which is going to be so interesting for you since you're expecting. But the day uh, my son was born, I'd love to relive that um, with the wisdom that I have now being on the other side of a first time mom. I feel like I could have soaked up that moment a little bit more. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm over here thinking about it because I was like, when my friend's like, yeah, when the baby comes out, they put him or her on your chest. I was like, yeah, I want my baby to be cleaned up first. And just like my reaction was like, it, he or she came out of you. So why would you say that? <laughs> they do. They, they, you get to choose. At least here you get to choose. Like usually they'll clean them up first and then bring the baby over to you. But in Canada, if you say, I want you to give me my baby first and then clean them up, they'll do it that way. But um, I actually had a C-section, so they pulled him out, cleaned him up quickly, and then brought him over. And for me, I, I feel like I, I could have definitely, I would have liked to be a little more present through that experience. Okay. So, so it's, it's good to know that. And I'm so jelly of Canada because y'all actually get a year off pay. <laughs> <laughs> seven okay here's a good one and it's easy your favorite color is it that easy because in my head I just had three that came up (laughs) um what's my favorite color I'm tempted to say blue but pink and purple come to mind as well I'm very much a pink girl but purple's my on-brand color and then blue is just always something that's calming and neutral so if we were to mix all those together, what color would come? I would say that's probably it. I'm going to say like a fuchsia e, maybe probably seafoam. Let's probably make a seafoam color. Let's yeah, go with maybe. that. <laughs> Question eight. You just came across a windfall of cash. In order to get the remainder of the proceeds distributed to you, you must donate to three cho- charities of your choice. So what charities are you contributing to? Um, so one of them would be my own. Cause that is one of the visions that I want to do is when I have more than enough money that I know what to do with, I want to create a nonprofit, um, for mental health and youth. Uh, the other one would be sick kids. Um, and then let's see, I don't know if you guys have sick kids in the States, but it's like an actual organization here. I'm not referring to just sick kids. Um, <laughs> just want to clear that up. And then the third one would be I'm not entirely sure, but something around education 
education or clean water, like making those accessible resources to some of those less wealthier, more corrupt countries. Mm, okay, like building water wells or something in developing countries or something. Yeah. Like okay. As I'm talking it out, I feel like probably more education based because you know, the more educated you are, the more likelihood you are for success and survival and everything like that. Um, So I'm going to go with education for one of those countries. Amazing. Question nine, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would it be? That's so funny. I was asked this yesterday in a different context. And the person that came to mind was Tony Robbins. I think that'd be a really cool conversation. Yeah. (laughs) I think so too. And question 10. It's our final question. And this one is, has, this one is and has a twist. So here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Let's play. Okie dokie. If you were on a deserted island, there is a gift shop. However, you must only buy one article. And here are your choices. (laughs) Two bananas and a mango, a t-shirt, or your favorite CD. What are you purchasing? I'm definitely going for the two bananas and the mango. (laughs) Amazing. And thank you for playing Rapid Fire, Rachel. Now let's jump into the meat of the conversation. So we're talking about... NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, as well as how you help others with their mindset and manifesting their dreams into reality. So in order to build up to the conversation, people need to know, Rachel, what exactly is NLP? (laughs) Yes, they do. So NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming, which I like to explain as basically the language of the subconscious mind. So let's break this down a little bit. Neuro is standing for our nervous system. So how we take information in through our our sight, our smell, our taste, our hearing, our touch and feel. Linguistic is the language that we use. So the meaning that we attach to the information we're taking in. And then programming is our programming based off of our life experiences, our values, our beliefs. How does that information that we've collected then play out and relate to our previous programming. So what that means essentially is, um, the way I like to explain it is this. Imagine your phone, whether it's an, it's gotta be a smartphone. So imagine your iPhone or your Android, whatever it is, it's a smartphone and a pop-up message comes up and says, oh, you have an update. And you're like, oh no, I'm busy, you know, just lounging, watching Netflix right now. I just want to keep scrolling and doing my thing next later. You like set the timer for midnight that night to do it while you're sleeping. Then you put your phone in airplane mode. It's not connected to Wi-Fi, And so it doesn't update. So the next day it says you have an update. Well, do you want to update now? You click, no, I'm busy using my phone right now. Don't want to do that. So you pass it, you pass it, you keep bypassing and avoiding the update until eventually, I love how you're laughing at this because clearly it's relatable, <laughs> until eventually your phone glitches, certain apps start working or the battery's not running the same way. And you're like, okay, fine. I'll just update my phone. Cause you know, the minute you update your phone, it's going to operate to the capacity that's supposed to. So that is basically the same as our brains. We're currently running on software, outdated software, primarily from all of our programming 
from the day you were brought into this world, actually even beyond, sometimes even in the womb, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, from the day you're brought into this world into right up to however old you are now, you've experienced so much programming, which is thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. And your subconscious is responsible for 99.996% of all thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. So if you want a certain result in life, you have to be creating the change on a subconscious level rather than consciously willpowering your way there. Like for example, the summer bod hit January 1st, right? Everyone's like saying, okay, I'm clearing out my cupboards. I'm going to hire that personal trainer. I'm going to get my bikini bod ready way before summer. I'm going to feel confident. And the gym is packed. Everyone's buying gym memberships. By February 15th, half of those people have cleared out. They're canceling their memberships. And only the people who have chosen to make it a lifestyle are remaining. Why is that? It's because the people who fell off fell off the wagon, quotations, are the ones who are trying to create change from a conscious level rather than subconscious level. Yes. And that's such a good example because it's so true. Because I was over here cracking up, y'all. Because I've done that before with my phone. I'm like, uh. I'll do it later because when you do the update, sometimes things shift and change. You're like, where the heck is this icon? But then whenever you actually take time to, you know, process the update and go through the new roadmap of how your phone has been reconfigured, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier. Why didn't I do it sooner? (laughs) But just like the new iPhone update with them they can now like recognize your face with a mask on I was so like resistant to that I'm like no I don't want this I don't even want to wear a mask but in Canada we have to we just got finally got rid of that but we've been with it for so long I'm like I don't want this I just don't want to do it and it would have made my life so much easier if I implemented that feature when we needed it rather than now that we don't Absolutely. And when you talked about glitching, I love animes and cartoons. I guess it's because I have nieces and nephews and now I'm about to be a mom. So Mm -hmm. it's like there's this one character, Penelope, in um, this movie and she glitches and she's a video game character. You know the movie I'm talking about? I was going to say it sounds familiar. What movie is this? Oh gosh, what's the name of it? It, It's going to come to me. I want to say it's literally called Glitch or something like that. No, no, no. It's not. It's not Glitch. Um, Dang it. And we almost got kicked out of this movie, me and my friend, because we were like in there talking like big kids and laughing. And we're like, Google, Amazon. And we were calling out the things that these little kids, they were like little bullies, y'all, for real. They're like, shh. And I was like, you shh. Like, I paid for this movie just as much as you. <laughs> I'll have to think of, I want to say, um, shoot. I'll have to look it up and get back to you. But it yeah. is so cute because her character glitches and I was like, that happens to us in life because sometimes we as human beings, we glitch whenever we don't take the time to rewire our internal hard drive, which yeah. is that mind, body, and soul connection. And whenever we're not taking um, care of what's going on internally, that also begins to manifest externally. And we're wondering, okay, why do I feel this way? Why am I operating this way? Why are these thoughts um, popping up over time and et cetera? So Rachel, in your practice with NLP, how can we work on that internally so we could really change our mindsets? Right. Um, So it's a simple answer and it's a not so simple answer because there's a million things you can do. And also everyone is so unique that coaching, I like to say that coaching isn't cookie cutter, right? So 
there has to be a little bit more context to give like a concrete answer, but here's what I will say. And how do you identify, what can you do? What can you do? So first and foremost, I like to say that awareness of whatever your problem or challenge is, or that limiting belief, for example, in um, manifesting whatever it is that you're striving for, sometimes the awareness of that is enough to loosen up the boundaries of the problem. And then from there, you'll either strive because like you'll be able to catch yourself. Mindfulness is huge. So this is outside of NLP, but complementary to NLP. The more you practice mindfulness, the easier it is for you to witness your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. And when you can witness them, you can then identify which ones are serving you, which ones are not serving you, which ones are true from source or soul, whatever your higher self, intuition, whatever you resonate with, which ones are more fear-based, rooted in ego, lack, scarcity, um, and fear. Then from there, you can either witness them, loosen up the boundaries, or if it's not enough and it's still hindering your success in approach to your desired result, that's when, you know, either hiring a coach would be beneficial or somebody who's trained in these practices to support you in creating subconscious change work. So how do you create subconscious change work? There's different ways. There's through the linguistics. So that's probably the easiest way is just through conversational change. So this is a lot of therapeutic based questioning. Um, so for example, in terms of, I think you asked me like if they're experiencing a limiting belief, how would you handle that? Is that correct? Yes. Like if they're experiencing that limiting belief or they have that fear or imposter syndrome, I think that's part of the mindset that they've been conditioned yeah. because there may be ACEs that they've gone through ad adverse childhood experiences or trauma that's causing them to think and feel a certain way that is not allowing them to really fully tap into NLP because something yeah. is misfiring. I fully agree and, and believe in that. So, um, okay, there's different, like I said, let's go the conversational route first. Okay. Because um, this is something that you can do without a practitioner. So creating conversational change, here's the thing with NLP, it's the language of the subconscious mind. So if you know how to communicate effectively and be in rapport with your subconscious mind, you're then going to be more likely to create change rather than not knowing how to communicate effectively. So what that might look like is questioning the belief in a way that supports you and again, loosening up the boundaries of the problem. So let's say the belief is I'm not good enough. We'll just keep it broad in general, right? So then you would question the belief by saying, well, when did you decide that? This is actually a core root belief of mine, like my emotional wound that I'm constantly working on whenever I hit an upper limit is I'm not good enough in some way. Growing up, I was never good enough, not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, wealthy enough, popular enough, talented enough, whatever. I was never enough in any of the possible ways. So when I hit that upper limit where I'm constantly striving for that next level, that's the wound that comes up and I'm having to reprogram again and again. So first you want to question it. When did you decide that? Well... I decided it, I'm pulling this up, but I decided it when a cute boy I used to have a crush on told me that he didn't like me. Okay, great. Is that the truth? Well, no, because, and this is the question, is that 100, it's not just, is that the truth? It's, is that 100% true when you ask that question? And when you say it that way, is that 100% true? The answer based upon the belief will always be no because that's only the truth according to one person, according to one person in relation to one context. Are you not good enough in other ways? Maybe, but what about all the ways that you are good enough? There's, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna loosen up the boundaries of the problem from there. And then from there you say, if I continue 
to choose, if I continue to choose to believe this belief, how will it affect my life? Five years, one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, like what are the consequences of really continuing to hold on to this belief? Who will you have hurt? Who will you have lost? What will you have lost? What, like paint that picture pretty grim. If you continue to live your life this way, where is it going to take you? Usually people will do more to create pain or people will do more to run away from pain than they will towards pleasure. That's just how we're wired. We're wired for safety. And so when we see the pain, we're like, hell no, big X, get me out of here. So now we have leverage to choose something different. We can see how we're subscribing to a belief. We can see how um, that belief's not serving us. And we can see where it's going to take us if we continue to live our life this way. So from there, you then ask, am I ready, willing, and able to believe, to let go of this belief now? Again, we're using the language, for example, ready, willing, and able. It puts people into personal responsibility to release this belief now. It's not to release this belief. It's to release it now. So again, language is very important in all of this. And then... Um, you wait for that full congruent yes, meaning it's like a hell yes. It's not, yeah, I guess so. It's a yes. If it's a yeah, I guess so. We have other work we need to do. Um, and then from there, providing it's a hell, a hell yes, you then um, would ask yourself, what is the new empowered belief I choose to believe instead? Again, linguistics, the new empowered belief. So what's that new positive belief? I choose, again, personal responsibility to believe instead. And so from there, now you have this beautiful um, affirmation or new empowered belief. So opposite of I'm not good enough would be I am fully and completely worthy or I am worthy. I am in the process of becoming worthy. Sometimes our self-esteem is so low that even saying I'm worthy doesn't feel believable. So if that's the case, I am in the process of um, adding the, those words in can help. And then from there, again, tools you can do on your own. Uh, you now have this affirmation. The thing is, so many people hate affirmations because they're like, I feel worthy. I feel worthy. Why is this not coming? Like they just get frustrated saying something that they don't believe, thinking that they're supposed to eventually believe it the more they say it. Because yes, the brain does thrive off of repetition through programming. That's how you reprogram is repetition. But the thing that people don't realize, most people don't realize is how you're communicating to your subconscious mind. So within communication, words are only 7% of communication. Physiology, otherwise known as body language, is 55%. Yes, I see you. And tonality, how you say it, is 38%. So if you're saying an affirmation, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, and in your head, like, I am so not worthy, oh my God, it's not going to land. But if you use your body language in different ways. If you use your tonality in different ways while you're saying the words, which are the 7%, then it'll land differently. So I give my clients this practice called incantations, which are basically supercharged um, affirmations where it's like this, for example. So with I am worthy, for those of you who are listening, just imagine, but for those of you who are watching, you'll see this in action. I'm gonna say it with my words, I'm going to say it with my tonality and with my arms and body language a different way every single time. And I'm going to rate myself honestly of a scale of one to 10. When I find the 10, I know that that's the one that feels good to me. And then I say it again that way over and over again. And then you create a, a daily practice of it in that level 10 
to then reprogram and create that repetition. So it might look like this. I am worthy. Well, that, that was okay. I'd say that was about a seven or an eight, but we're not at that 10. So let's try this. I am worthy. No, that, that was more amped up, but it didn't feel natural to me. I would say that was more of like a five. I am so worthy. That was my 10. Hands on my heart, feeling into my body, taking my time to feel how worthy I truly am. That was my 10. So then from there, you say it that exact same way, 10 more times, and you create a daily practice out of it. So that was one way. There's multiple ways, that. but that's one. And I love that because it's something that I work on with um, my visionary coaching clients is the mirror exercise. And I like them to put their hand on their hip, which is that power pose. And just yeah. really, I say, say what you believe and believe what you say, because that is going to help um, you connect to your root. Because if you don't believe what you're saying, you're not going to achieve it. And it's so important that we get rid of those old paradigms and old mindsets and we scrub them away to enter new, new ways. And you talked about the phone and that's why I was laughing because I was like, you know, we all have electronic devices that we need to update. And sometimes it's not conducive. And my husband's one of those people that's next, next, next. And then I'll go do it. Something will change. He's like, what happened to my phone? I was like, oh, I updated it for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, we need to do that. Or I'll use the car analogy because everyone drives a vehicle. Well, most people do. And I said, what happens when your car is misfiring or there's a warning signal on the dashboard and you don't action it, your car's engine can blow up because it's been misfiring and you didn't put oil in it, you didn't check it or whatnot. And then now your engine blows up, it's going to cost you way more money or there's transmission problems. So it's like your car gives you warning signals, just like our body gives us warning signal. Like if we eat something that does not digest properly or our body um, rejects, we'll have stomach aches, we'll have those stomach cramps. Some people break out in hives, some people get migraines or whatnot. That's your body's intrinsic system that is going off and sending those neurotransmitters and alarms that this is not conducive for your personal body type. So then people started talking about blood type diet, eating according to your blood type and paying attention to what you consume. And so that pretty much similar to neuro-linguistics programming in a sense, because it's all about that mindset, that mindfulness and et cetera, because your body is your temple and we only have one. So if we only have one, why are you putting in negativity in it? Why are you putting in bad things that are no longer fueling you or adding value? It's so important to really think about that. And then um, I just looked up the character and y'all, I butchered her name. Her name is actually Vanellope and it's from the movie Wreck-It Ralph. (laughs) Wreck-It Ralph. I remember that. There's a dog in it. I remember the dog. (laughs) I think I'm going to watch that movie later on today. It's Friday night. (laughs) But yeah. And so I thought that was a good thing to interject because I love doing the mirror work and seeing yourself because as you're doing it and you look yourself back in the mirror, you're also reflecting on the current place you are in. Yes. I, I, I'm so happy you brought up the concept and practice of mirror work because I love mirror work. It's something I do with my clients as well. And it was one of the most, like when I first started my healing journey, it was one of the most transformational 
practices for me. So uncomfortable at first, but it works when you do it. Yeah. It, in the beginning, it's hard because you're like, oh my gosh, I have a blemish right there. Or my hair is not on fleek or this is wrong. And then it's just because your body knows you're getting ready to introduce something new. So it's like that resistance, like that good yeah. versus that bad. And it's like trying to butt heads. But if you break through like a brunt force, you are going to win. Yeah. I love that. So true. So Rachel, I want to be respectful of your time before we jump into the call to action. Is there anything else you want to say about the work that you're doing NLP mindset wise or um, via manifestation that I may not have asked? Ooh, let me think here. Um, I mean, there's so much we can go into in the process of manifestation. Let's, here's the thing. Your mind is going to create what it is that you desire. So think of it this way, whatever information you're bringing in, it then deletes, distorts, and generalizes that information, your brain, because at any given moment, 2.3 million bits of information are coming at you in one second. That's a lot of information. If we were to take that all unconsciously, we'd be overwhelmed, we'd be anxious, we wouldn't know how to process it. So then our brain sifts through all of that and pulls out what's applicable to you in that moment and brings that consciously. That then creates an internal representation or a picture in your mind of your reality. So that combined with your physiology then creates your state, which then creates your actions, which then will create your results. So if you want a certain result, if you're trying to manifest something, it's important to trace it all the way back to what are those filters? What are those lenses in your world, in your mind that you're choosing to look at life through? And again, that comes through, if you're at the beginning of your journey, it's going to come through simply witnessing, like really starting to question, what is this reality that you're experiencing? Is it really a bad reality? Or is it because you're saying, oh, well, too bad for me, this is happening because I can't do this, or so-and-so did that to me and all these things, I am this, so I can't that. All of those beliefs are simply beliefs. What would happen if you chose to adopt a new belief? What would happen if you chose to look at it through a different filter? And so in witnessing, and again, when we're trying to achieve our desires, there's going to be moments even now for me, this is actually a practice I did this morning. When we're striving for goals, there's going to be times when we're so confident in that goal. And then there's going to be times when we once were confident in that goal and you're like, oh my God, I don't think this is going to happen in the way I expected it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in the timeline I want it to happen. And your mind starts rolling. And before you know it, you're like, in a completely different territory than you want it to be. So when you're in that place, yes, you can do your change work, especially if you have a coach or somebody who can do these practices with you. Yes, you can try and dance and shake it out. But sometimes before you do any of that, the most important thing is to sit in it because those moments are coming up to teach you something so that you can elevate into your higher self to get what it is that you want. So it's important to recognize and master the concept of duality. When you're striving for your goal, to be able to be excited for your goal, to have the gratitude of what it's going to be like when you receive that, to have the confidence and certainty that it's already yours. And at the same time, you can also be able to hold the capacity and witness and experience the fear, the doubt, the, the lack of it not being here yet or whatever else, whatever lack that particular manifestation is creating in your life. Um, 
and hold both of those. So one practice I did actually this morning was I was, I was literally in that duality. Like I'm so excited for something that's coming up, but I'm also really scared and overwhelmed with it right now. So I, I just sat with the feelings and I started to verbally voice what I felt, the negatives first. And then I voiced the positives. So I was sitting in my feelings and I'm just saying, I feel scared. I feel overwhelmed. I feel rejected. I feel betrayed. I feel uncertain. And I just let myself process whatever I was feeling. And then I finished that overwhelm. Overwhelm then turned into the pivot of the excitement because I've also heard ones that overwhelm is when you're experiencing overwhelm, it's simply everything that you ever asked for coming to you at, at once. So I was like, okay, I feel overwhelmed. I feel excited. I feel grateful. I feel happy. I feel hopeful. I feel proud. Because even though my manifestation that I'm currently working on is not where I want it to be yet, who I've become in the process and continue to become is still somebody I'm so incredibly proud of that even if I don't receive my manifestation in the way that I expect to receive it or in the timeline I want it, I'm still very proud of how far I've come in relation to this goal and who it's allowed me to become. So I would say sometimes we want to push away from the bad feelings or we want to change things. It's actually an important part of the manifestation process to sit in whatever you're experiencing, whether it's good or bad, again, quotations, good or bad, because everything means nothing except for the meaning that you attach for it, attach to it. Yes, I love that. And one challenge I want to leave the audience with before you give your call to action is have a mind mapping session, or I call it a, a mind a mind blogging session where you just get out a blank piece of paper and just write down every single thought that comes up into your head and get it out onto paper. Because when you see it out in front of you, you could actually reflect on what um, what some of those thoughts are. Why did you write it down? How do you feel? And then really begin to take time to like go through that process. And then it could easily turn into a journal exercise. But the most important thing is to get those thoughts out of your head onto paper, reflect on them and connect with the feelings that are associated with what you wrote down. And if they're not adding value, value to you, then begin to reprogram by saying things that do add value to that value to you and dismiss what's not and then continue to build upon that because sometimes you need to visualize certain things and then for those of you that are visual I challenge you to do a vision board you could do it like on a poster board with magazines and make it a fun activity. Maybe you could have a vision board party or now you could do it on Canva for those electronic users where you just go to Canva and then you create a vision board with all the things that you want to come into your life. And that will help you with manifestations because if you start to visualize where it is that you want to go, then you could be able to reverse engineer by taking steps to navigate you there. So those are my, my challenges for the community today, Rachel. I don't know if you want to co-sign those before we <laughs> co-sign. Check co-signed. My vision board is made on Canva as well. I used to have like one of those old school cork boards that I put all my collages on. Um, but Canva is so much easier, so much quicker. You just download the image that you feel compelled to. 
And then you can also swap it out like as your manifestations are happening. One thing about vision boards, if you are into vision boarding is make sure you're putting a few images of people, places, or things and desires that you've already achieved. Cause that sends a signal to your brain that, Hey, you've achieved this. So you can also achieve that. Um, and then you were talking about the feelings. It's so important to not just look at the image and be like, yeah, okay. One day, but it's more important to actually look at that image. So the dream home, we were talking about the dream home and car were both of those, right? So imagine your dream home is on the vision board. Look at that image. And instead of being like, oh my God, I really want a home one day that has a large open concept kitchen backing onto a ravine, no neighbors, whatever it might be. Instead, look at that image and get into the feelings of what it would feel like now to be in that kitchen, to be able to look out that window with a ravine. Because again, the way the subconscious mind works, the subconscious mind doesn't understand language and goals. It knows feelings and pictures and symbols. So when you get into the feeling now, it then associates, it's been like, oh, I know this feeling. I've been there before. And it collapses time to get you there faster. Absolutely. Now we're jumping into the CTA, the call to action. So Rachel, what is your call to action for our audience today? And then go ahead and plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Awesome. I love that. So my call to action is very, very, I'm going to say plain, but not plain. (laughs) I have, because here's the thing, like I have a million different things always happening and it depends on the time that this is airing. So my call to action is one, If you got any piece of value or information that resonated with you from this interview, please reach out to me on Instagram. That's where I hang out most. And just message me and say, hey, oh my God, I listened to this episode and it was so great. This is what I learned. I love connecting with people. I want to know how this conversation impacted you. Even better, you can screenshot it and tag both of us and let us know and we'll be happy to reshare. Um, And then the second call to action is just to check out my links, whatever link is going on in my profile at that time there's always paid programs there's always free resources for you there and they're constantly changing so it really depends on whenever you land on this episode amazing and Rachel I want to thank you so much for coming into the community today and talking about NLP manifesting and then just really mindsets So audience, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. And you could also see this video on our YouTube channel by going to at GEMS, G-E-M-S with Genesis Amars Kemp. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. That is a remix song, not a Genesis original. So I want to thank each one of you for supporting the guests that I bring on, as well as the mission behind the show, which is to bring content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also connect the dots of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So if you're interested in becoming a brand sponsor, please reach out to me by sending me an email at genesisamariskemp at gmail.com or going to my website, genesisamariskemp.net. Until the next episode, next guest, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe 
to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.